Welcome to the Flourish Conference podcast. Each spring, women from all over the country gather together at our annual conference to learn, grow, and flourish together as a community. Here is the recording from one of our sessions at our 2023 conference. Well, I have a verse that I want to kind of make as a theme for this little session that we have here. And I want this to be like a little bit of a casual session. But this is one of my favorite verses from Romans 12, 9, through, 9 and 10. And it says, love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Be good friends who love deeply. That's kind of like my goal, my overarching philosophy with my kids is to be a friend and an influencer and an encouragement to them. And I, as we go along here, between Natalie and I, I kind of want to share some things with you that I've learned through the school of hard knocks. In case you think I have a fairy tale family where everything has just been lovely and hunky dory and just so great, that is not the case. My kids, other than her husband, <laughs> are all pretty darn strong willed and pretty determined individuals. He is as well, but he's got a little bit less of that, maybe. And he's, his name is Nady Tady, in case you want to know. What am I, she says, what are you trying to say about me? I used to think I was her. The older I get, the realize, I'm more I realize I'm Keith. So it's, it's a scary realization to come to. <laughs> Honestly, I think most of my kids, am I wrong? Most of my kids have a little bit more of their dad's personality. <laughs> Which is wonderful, but he's a, he's a strong guy, if you know him. He's a determined, strong individual. So I have eight kids. My life is not a fairy tale. It's not a Hallmark card. It's plenty of conflicts and plenty of struggles. So I wanted to start with some things. I've actually talked about this on a podcast. I'm going to mention this tonight, but how many of you listen to my podcast on Facebook? All right. Okay, well, those of you that don't know about it, they're both on my personal Facebook page and on the Flourish page. We have a Flourish Facebook page that we put a lot of work and a lot of energy into for your, for your sake. So jump on there. But I talked about relating to adult kids. I think I did six or seven lessons on that. But the first thing I covered, because I think it's so, so important, is respect their autonomy and boundaries. What does that look like? Natalie. Well, this is a loaded question because I think it it comes down to a lot of components with each child. You're going to take into account their personalities, their preferences, and the relationship that you have with them. Um, Don't we get into all of that right now? (laughs) Okay, well, for example, my sister Stacy and I, despite any relationship we have with my parents, our personalities are still very opposite. So I'm going to be comfortable with things that she's not comfortable with. We're going to have different ideas of what we expect out of boundaries. So I think the biggest thing you can do is ask your children, what are they comfortable with? What do they want you to say? And what do they not want you to say? Um, As close as I am with my mom, there are still times where I just don't want her opinion. (laughs) Where it still just feels like, ooh, I didn't want to hear that or that was too much for me. (laughs) She knows, she knows. I've told her. I had an open door. Um, let's say my marriage, for instance, I'm very open with her about that. I do talk to her about that, but let's just say something is going on. She hears me and my husband talking. 
I don't necessarily feel, because I've opened up with her in the past about it, that she should have free reign at all times. My preference would be that she maybe says, which she does do, she's very good about this, so uh, like, do you want my opinion on how you just handled yourself? Or <laughs> do you want to know what I think of what just happened with you and Steve? And sometimes I say, nope, I really don't want to know. I'm not in the mood to know. <laughs> um, and then I think I was thinking about this a lot, like equity with your children. And I'm a mom of young kids. And I can't imagine the day where I feel like I don't have the equity to say whatever I want to say to them. Because as moms, like what we give and give and give and give and give, and I think probably I can imagine as a mom of adult children, you probably feel a little bit entitled to share how you feel because of what we've done for them, what we've sacrificed. But there does come a point in life where that ends. And you have to try to learn how to navigate that um, the best way that you can. Um, and I think having conversations is the best way to figure that out. Figuring out what your kids are comfortable with. And then if you don't have that equity, as adults with them, it's time to build that. And how do you do that? I mean, I could go into that. That's, that's loaded too. But no, I just think that there's so much that goes into that. It's not just anymore like, I took care of you as a kid. Or I drove you places. I changed your diaper. Um, it's treating them like they're very valuable to you. They really matter to you. Um, like a real deep, true friendship. She knows everything that goes on in my life, and she remembers it, and she asks me about it. And um, she just thinks about everything with me all the time. And I know that it's a safe place for me to talk to her about my struggles as a mom or my struggles as a wife or my struggles spiritually. I know that that's a safe place because she's really, really sown that equity into my life. So that's rare, I think. Like, I, I have a lot of friends that don't have that relationship with their mom, and maybe it's not just the mom's fault. It's probably a two-way street. But I still think it's interesting, even though we're adults, we kind of still expect the parent to be the one to fix it, I don't know, to make the first move. Yeah, I think that's true. And also, you know, yeah, Natalie, probably as much as any of the kids, maybe the most, has given me an open door to speak into her life. You know, uh, the other kids, I, I watch myself, I'm much more guarded in a lot of, I have some kids that are not walking with the Lord. And so I feel like I'm incredibly good friends with them. Don't, would you not agree? Definitely. But I'm much more careful about what I say to them. And I'm going to read you a verse later on here about that because God really has been showing... I tell this story often that all throughout life, I was very, very close to my kids. All of them. All eight of them. They were my dearest friends. They were so precious to me. And then when I got daughter-in-laws, they became part of that tribe. And Allie and I are very close, very great. Jenna and I are very close. Um, so when they got to be 18 or 19, I just kept right on, like acting like I was the mom. And I could just say whatever, you know, like... And a couple of them would be like, whoa, whoa, Nelly, mom, you know, sorry, you don't get to make that decision or call me out on that anymore. You don't get to be the person that tells me what my moral code should look like anymore. I'm like, what do you mean? I've been doing that your whole life. Why do you, what, trying to tell me now I can't do that anymore? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. And I was like, I hate this. I really, I really like to be able to tell you what I think about everything that you're doing. <laughs> They're like, well, we'd rather you didn't. So I had to take each kid. Like, I have three boys. Most boys do not want you breathing down their neck and telling them what they're doing. I know Nathan, the boys were on a podcast with me not too long ago, and they said one thing, that, one really bad thing is, like, say they're correcting their kids, and you jump in and 
become a part of that and just go, yeah, like you should do this or, you know, or even like kind of circumvent their, they're instructing their kids and add your two cents while they're doing it. They're like, excuse me, I'm here. I'm in the room. I don't need you to do that, you know. But learning your boundaries and respecting their autonomy has become a crucial key. My goal, even with my kids, probably maybe even especially with my kids that are not with the Lord right now, is to be that person that they would want to come to and that they trust enough and that they know I respect them enough that when they're struggling, when they do want answers, when they do need help, they're going to go, I can go to my mom. And, and they do, actually. I think they really do. You know, have they come to the Lord yet? Have they completely jumped in with, no, they haven't. But I, they know I'm their friend. They know they can trust me. And I'm not, no longer, I actually gave that up. <laughs> they're like, to do what? What do you mean you're going to do that? Like, honestly, some of the things they tell me, I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding? And I just like go, okay, you know, whatever. And, and then I'll talk to Keith about it and go, what? They're doing that? You need to talk to them. And I'll be like, no, you got to wait for the right opportunity for that. But I actually asked some young women, I think Kristen might have been one of those, Tabitha, I asked her, what, how do we influence our kids without crossing boundaries? And I'm going to read you what they said. Okay. One said, don't share biblical advice all the time, thinking it's your responsibility convinced to convince them by constantly sharing what the Bible teaches. Model is the most profound message. You are living epistles known and read of all men. So live it. Model it. Don't feel like... I used to feel that way. If, well, if I don't tell them, if I don't speak up into everything they're doing, they're going to think I agree with it or they're going to feel like it's fine and I'm good but no model your life and don't feel like you're the Holy Spirit you're not the Holy Spirit actions speak louder than words lead by example similar message be available rather than controlling or overbearing oh I like this next thing wait for an invitation asking permission is key in relationships the only difference between a pest and a guest is an invitation was that your quote? Was that yours? <laughs> the only difference between a pest and a guest is an invitation. I kind of like that. Be open-minded. We don't have to agree. Don't, this is good, don't limit your connection to agreements. Like in other words, some of my kids... There's so many things we're not in agreement on. Cultural things, worldview issues, like so many things. Don't make that your connection point. Don't be like, well, I, I can't relate to them. I don't agree with them on that. Find the bridges to their heart. Learn how to walk in love with them and acceptance and lack of judgmentalism. Don't walk around judging them. You can jump in anytime and say whatever you want. I'm giving you permission now. I was just going to say one thing. Go say whatever you want. I saw this meme. You guys have probably seen it. <laughs> that said, the next time your mother-in-law tries to give you a parenting advice, remind her that you live with one of the children that she raised. So. <laughs> I have to. Sorry. Just kidding. Just kidding. Well, I just have to let you know that my kids correct so me, too. Just so you know, I have given them that privilege. 
Like if Natalie sees Keith and I uh, arguing, she'll go, Mom, you're being overbearing. You're like, <laughs> you shouldn't have said that to Dad. I'm like, who asked you, Natalie? She's like, well, you tell me stuff. I'm like, <laughs> and then even my daughter-in-law, as I told Allie, I'm going to share this. Well, I figure since Mary completely exposed me in the last session, <laughs> she took, this is Mary. She's the woman just literally, are you in here, Mary? She cracks me up beyond. Okay. I'm right here. You know what she told me in the car today? That I'm a controlling narcissist. (laughs) I'm like, Mary, it's a good thing we're friends. (laughs) She goes, Brother Rod said Keith has never rejected his messages and sent them back. (laughs) I'm like, sorry, Mayor. But let me just say, was it worth it? That's all I have to say, Mayor. So, like, Allie, for instance. Now, again, I haven't just worked in this regard. And believe me, I'm not perfect. If you would see some of the moments in our house, you would know that. But I've worked hard at this. And with my daughter-in-laws, who I consider daughters as well, we've worked on really being open and friends and close. And they're at my house all the time. And um, recently, I got a little text from Allie. (laughs) She said, I'm trying to learn to be more forthright and to the point. I just want to say I'm offended with you. (laughs) I'm like, okay, why? (laughs) She goes, well, she goes, you just sent out a text to Natalie, Jenna, and me. And she said, it's time to clean the playhouse again, girls. I need you to clean it up for the kids. But... The pregnant ones, which are Jenna and Natalie, well, we'll go easy on you. And she's thinking, well, okay, that leaves me. And she goes, when I was pregnant, you didn't exempt me like that. And I text her back, that's because I always think of you as very sturdy. (laughs) Natalie is not sturdy. I'm sorry, she's just not. Technically more sturdy. You're not very sturdy. You're very fragile. <laughs> I'm, I'm weak, okay? I got that from you. That's true. But Allie's kind of like, she can handle anything, you know? She's got this. So I just kind of assumed that. But then I did apologize for um, not being as thoughtful as I should and reminded her that I always want you to be able to tell me something that's bugging you or bothering you. Don't ever feel... Like, you can't. So she sent me, like, 20 texts since then. (laughs) That's false. (laughs) Okay, next person said, it's a big thing. Now, some of these people are not Christians that answered this. It's a big thing to not come off judgmental or controlling. It helps if you've established a good relationship with open communication early on. Advice, not orders. One said, I need a good example and model. But asking questions graciously and loving your child even when they're wrong is so important. Leave the lines of communication open so that they feel as though they can come to you. Ask forgiveness when the lines have been crossed. I've had to ask my kids to forgive me plenty, so many times. Just Sometimes just a stupid blunder, you know, you don't even realize you're doing it and you're just like, oh, yeah, I just really crossed the line there, and 
I was overbearing. I yelled. I got mad. I lost my temper. I was whatever, you know. And uh, like I said, I've got some fiery kids too. And you know, if you cross the line, they're probably going to let you know it. <laughs> uh, then the last one said, "Spend time with your grown kids doing real life stuff: shopping, dinner, coffee, great conversations. Be present. Be friends. Be an encourager. Show you're proud of them. It adds so much confidence to them." Open doors. It opens doors of influence. And she said she gave a little story. She said my brother was facing a decision about ministry and asked my dad for advice. He pondered the advice but didn't follow it. Ended up not following it. My dad still encouraged and championed him, and that left a lasting impression. Regarding moral issues, parents know what they taught their kids, and they can rely on that and prayer to influence those kids. When they are in the background praying, it opens doors for breakthrough and is powerful. So those are all really good advice from young people that said made the difference in their relationships with their families and their parents.、Um, trying to think something. Go ahead, jump in whenever you want. <laughs> Allie, you got anything to say? You want to say anything, Al? No, I made her come to this class. She goes. I was gonna go to the one with the teaching the young kids, and I go. <laughs> I go. No, you should come to mine so you can be in the front row. Ten minutes. I have at least another thirty minutes to talk. I'm just kidding.、Um, and then, like we covered, some parents have more liberty than others. Like I got a lot of liberty with Natalie. Next point: Don't judge, but be embracing and tender-hearted and hardcore. Be a forgiver. Do not hold grudges against your kids ever, ever, ever. I, it was a conference. I think it was last year or the year before. A woman came to me and said, "I haven't talked to my son for like, what was it, ten, fifteen years." And I said, "Ooh, yikes, that's pretty scary." And so we prayed and stuff. And then she's been writing me throughout the year, and she said they've gotten back in connection. Came over for the holidays, and they. They're just having a breakthrough, and God is helping them. But don't ever forgiveness is a must. And I didn't know. I put Natalie down here. Is there anything you want to say about that? I know we talked about this on your podcast a little bit, but it was kind of reversed a little bit when your kids have an offense with you.、Um, to be really willing to hear them, and sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes. They, their recollection is incorrect, maybe, or they've blown things out of proportion in their minds of what you did or did not do for them.、Um, but I think your willingness to hear them is healing. And sometimes, if you do that, and they have time to process it, maybe they'll come back around and realize maybe they didn't have everything exactly right.、Um, but I think that's something that I've watched her walk through with some of my siblings. I would never do that. <laughs> um, and I've been like, Mom, like you didn't do that. Tell them you didn't do that. Like they're wrong. And I've watched her just listen to it and take it. And I'm like, How can you do that? Because like I was there. I know you didn't do those things. But I've also watched that heal their relationships. And I think they've come around. Don't you think?、Yeah. And I think part of that is that her willingness to just sit and not defend herself and just listen. Maybe not agree, but not defend herself and just listen with an open mind and open heart. So. And that's that's tough, honestly. One time, my one daughter was upset with me for a good while, and it was over like silly things, like I bought her kids too many presents and things like that. I'm like, I let them stay up too late, whatever. So I was like initially very offended. I'm like, Are you joking? Like you're mad at that stuff? That's so stupid. 
Like, I was really ticked. I wouldn't even talk to her for like a, a week or so. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done with you. So then after a week, I finally said, what are you doing? You're being a goofball. So I met with her, and I had a notebook. I said, okay, I want you to share everything that you're upset with me about, and I'm going to write it down, and I'm going to try to work on everything you say. And I still thought a lot of it was dumb. <laughs> but like, okay, I'm going to try to take this really serious and work on it for the sake of this relationship. I mean, like, one was like, you get on the phone when you come to visit me, and you're distracted. Okay. I'll work on that. <laughs> but we're great friends now, so we have processed through that. And it's not fun or easy to do that, but it, it definitely helps. They want to be heard, even when they're adults, not just when they're little. This is a verse I wrote that just really, like, struck me lately. It's 1 Corinthians 5, and it's 9 through 13. This really hit me. I wrote you in my letter not to associate with immoral people. Okay, so, like, say you got kids that aren't saved. I did not at all mean the immoral people of this world or with the covetous or swindlers or with adulterers, for then you would have to go out of the world. But actually, I wrote to you not to associate with any so-called brother if he is immoral or a drunkard or a swindler, not even eat with them. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Do you not judge those who are within the church, but those who are outside, God judges. Wow, that really struck me. And that helped me to let go of my feeling like I had the responsibility to deal with their sin or to come and like bring the power to bear of the Holy Ghost on their sin. That pressure is off me. I'm just saying. I mean, my kids tell me stuff about what they do and I'm just like, okay. Okay, well, that's interesting. Okay. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like Miss Yes Woman that like, Whatever you do, that's great, wonderful. They know exactly where I stand on pretty much every issue in life. But I don't feel the need to obsessively tell them. I'm like, Jesus, you got this. You got to handle it. I can't fix it. I can't change them. So you've got to do it. Um, bring hope. Bring affirmation. Look for ways to do that. Um, when God tries to get our attention and redirect us with sin in our life, he offers hope. He doesn't look to come and condemn you and put you down and call you out. That's not the heart of God. He doesn't go, I'll call you out today, Angela. I saw what you did. You're in trouble. And not only that, I'm going to say it in front of a bunch of other people, too. Like Mary did today. <laughs> <laughs> but he, like, he has a way of just guarding our heart in the midst of calling us up. And we have to learn how to do that well with our adult children. We have to learn what being a really good friend. Love relentlessly, no matter what. Um, Natalie, I'm going to let you finish. And I, I had a question. Here I am breaking protocol. <laughs> would you rather do journaling after this, or you, would you rather do a few let you guys ask a few questions? <laughs> All righty then. All righty. Oh, a last quote is, the best thing you can do for your children is make sure they know that you like them. Light up every time you see them. Let them know not you just love them, but you like them. You like, you're excited when they're around. You, you're so excited to see them. They hear it in your voice. They see it in your face. Go ahead. You finish. I was just going to reiterate, pursue your children, even if they're adults. Even if you have a broken, hurting relationship, um, 
again, I'm very different, different than a lot of my siblings, but I still see in each of them, it's a different way that they express it, but I see in every one of them a desire for her and my dad's approval and affirmation and a relationship with them. Um, they might not be vo- so vulnerable to say that, but I know it. I'm sure you know it too. Um, again, they don't express it, but it's there. And even if we're adults, we're still your children, and we still crave that and desire that from our parents. So, I mean, honestly, my kids are my very, very, very best friends, and that includes Allie and John. You can continue to learn, grow, and flourish with us as a community of women by visiting nrpflourish.com. There you will find information on our Facebook group, our weekly Flourish podcast with Penny 2C, and our 2024 Flourish dates. For more information about NRP and other conferences that we have going on throughout the year, visit nrpastors.com. We can't wait to see you at one of our conferences soon.